Hello, my name is Tom Boone. And I'm Joanna Bailey. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Simple Flying Podcast, where we'll give you the lowdown on the latest news from the world of commercial aviation. Here's what we have for you this week. Coming up today, Tom will look at the latest development in the Qatar Airways Airbus row, while I see what's going on over at Boeing. I'll see how the fuselage of the Boeing 777X compares to its A350 rival, while Joe dives into the world of Indian aviation startups. Finally, Tom continues to prove it's not possible to have a podcast where we don't talk about the Airbus A380. So now you know what's in store, let's get on with the show. And I really wanted to talk about um, Qatar Airways and the A350 because you know, it's just such a big story. Um, it's been going on for a year and a half now since um, that one A350 went for repainting in uh, in Dublin in January 2021, I think. Yes, it was early 2021. Um, and of course, that plane was stripped back for repainting into Qatar Airways livery. Um, and when they stripped it back, they found rather more than they bargained it for with the um, damage to the surface paintwork, uh, which actually went down as far as the lightning shield. Um, and of course, Qatar Airways was an incredible customer for Airbus with the A350. They were the, the launch customer for the 350-900 and the 1000. But it seems like Qatar will not be a good customer for the A350 for much longer. Um, it still has uh, orders outstanding for 19 of the larger A350-1000, um, but it seems like these may never materialise. Uh, we picked up a report from Reuters last week that says that Airbus is planning to revoke the remaining Airbus A350 orders due to Qatar Airways, um, due to the spat between the two. Um, Reuters reports that Qatar Airways has been informed of the decision by the European plane maker, um, and an anonymous industry source also confirmed that to us at Simple Flying. I know since um, this came out, um, Airbus has released its July order book, and I haven't actually had a chance to dig through that to see if it's reflected there yet. Um, but it, it it's it really shows just how bad the um the the situation has become between the two because um you know now that they're cancelled I, I guess Qatar has um no obligation to reinstate them if a settlement is made so it's it's kind of like a lose for um Airbus if if um peace becomes made between these two parties at this point um, because there's no going back from it um, in in one sense of it. Um, and, you know, the issues affected aircraft across a range of ages. So the youngest affected aircraft is just 3.41 years old, whereas the oldest grounded plane is 7.81 years old. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really, I want to watch this and see where it goes because who knows how deep um, the, the, the feud will go. Mm, exactly. It's uh, an ongoing saga that we love to follow. And uh, another ongoing saga that we've been enjoying following is the situation with Boeing and its flagship wide body aircraft, which is the, um, of course, the 787 Dreamliner. Um, it's been well over a year since Boeing delivered a Dreamliner. And there are something like 115 to 120 that have been built and are not yet delivered. Um, as we know, Calhoun said back in May he was confident deliveries 
would restart soon. Um, and in fact, in early July, Boeing appeared to be preparing to restart its deliveries. Um, eagle-eyed spotters around Everett and uh, Charleston noticed that some 787s had been spotted being moved out of storage. Um, pre-delivery flights were noted to be taking place as well. And hopefully by the time this podcast airs, deliveries will have indeed restarted because on Tuesday this week, American Airlines told Simple Flying, um, American expects to receive its first Boeing 7878 delivery of 2022 on Wednesday, August 10th. This will be American's first 787 delivery since April 2021. The aircraft with registration number N. OBJ will be delivered from Charleston and is expected to enter commercial service in the coming weeks. Following this delivery, American will have 47 active 787 family aircraft in its fleet, with an additional 42 on order. We appreciate the work done with Federal Aviation Administration and Boeing during the review process. So if that goes ahead today... This will be the first Dreamliner to leave the Boeing factory in 15 months. Um, N8OBJ has the manufacturer serial number 66000, and it's already one year old, despite not being delivered to the customer yet. Um, according to FlightRadar24.com, this 787 already has a flight plan in place. It is expected to depart Charleston just after 3 p.m. local time on Wednesday and is scheduled to fly to Victorville. What this means is anyone's guess. Is it being delivered straight to storage? I don't know. Um, but I guess we will see whether it goes somewhere else after that um, or whether it stays there for a while. But according to BOE Family, other 787s undertaking recent test flights include a 7879 for WestJet, a 7878 for American. In fact, the other 7878 for American has already taken 22 test flights. Um, so a well, well tried out aircraft. Um, Lufthansa's 7879 DABP PA has also been busy flying and there's been another American 7878 in the flight test plans. Um, alongside these, there's a couple of 78710s for KLM and United that have flown in the last few weeks, as well as a 7879 for MIAT. So we can expect um, quite a few of those, I guess, to be delivered soon if that delivery pause is indeed restarted this week. So just to recap the issues with the 787 deliveries, um, you know, regular listeners will know that there were concerns raised about manufacturing flaws by the FAA back in 2020. Um, and this included issuing two airworthiness directives for the type. Boeing did restart deliveries in March 2021, but then stopped them again in May after the FAA expressed concerns about inspection issues. At the time, the FAA said it wanted to ensure that Boeing has a robust plan for the rework it must perform on a large volume of new 787s in storage. Um, now that has been done and hopefully dusted to the FAA's satisfaction Satisfaction. So Boeing has the all clear it needs to push the 787s out of the door. However, it does seem that the FAA is still inspecting every single airframe before it leaves the site and goes to the customer. So that will um, likely slow down the delivery timeline somewhat as we go forward. Tom. Yeah, it's um, it's it's an interesting one to watch, you know, um, I think it's really good that they get them going again. I think we talked about last week how um, BA hasn't even taken one for over two years now. Um, so, you know, we'll watch the space. Um, and I wanted to talk a bit about um, one of um, Boeing's other aircraft, which is the 777X, because I think we also talked about this the week ago or two weeks ago. Um, but we had a chance to poke around it again when we were in 
Farnborough. And what I found was really interesting was that the company had a um, a little cutout inside the aircraft showing how wider the fuselage was from the competing A350. Um, and it's quite interesting because the Airbus A350 is marketed as the XWB with XWB standing for extra wide body. Um, but the 777X is even wider. Um, it's 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 been delayed, yes, but um, when Airbus Boeing was showcasing the 777X at Farnborough Air Show, um, they they had towards the middle of the aircraft this cutout um, comparing the width of the 777X to the 350. And the height of the armrest, the 777X is an extra 14 inches wider than the A350. And according to the statistics from Boeing, this increases to 15.6 inches wider or 39.6 centimeters wider than the 350 at what they call seated eye height. Um, although, you know, I guess that depends whether you're two foot or one foot four, you know. Um, in Boeing's diagram showing the situation, though, the, the 777X was almost one seat wider than the 350's outline. And they it was really interesting because the, the material actually said um, it threw a little bit of shade at the 350 because it said the competing extra wide body is not wide enough for tenor breast economy, but they've crossed out the word extra. Um, so it really read the competing wide body is not wide enough for tenor breast economy. But, you know, actually, um, one airline in particular has shown that it is, although it's perhaps a bit cozy and not so comfortable. Um, and that is Air Caraibes um, in the Caribbean, the French one. Um, they've got some A350 900s and Dash 1000s. And each of these has a free for free layout in economy. Um, it's A350 seat width is 16.5 inches or 46 centimeters. Um, and that compares to 17.6 inches on the BA A350, according to Head for Points. It's not just the fuselage that's bigger, though. The windows on the plane are also bigger. The 777X has a slightly larger window than the A350. And this was illustrated um, by, you know, they showed what the A350 window looks like, and then they drew the 777X window around it. So the 777X window offers 162 square inches or 400 centimeters squared um, of, you know, gap in the fuselage. Um, this makes them 29% larger than the windows on the 350. And size isn't everything. As you can um, see, or if you look on our website, the 777X window is also a little bit higher than the A350. And this gives... Um, uh, it, firstly, it makes the cabin feel a little less enclosed, but it also gives every passenger a view outside uh, from their seated eye height. Um, so, you know, I think um, the 777X hopefully will be a bit more comfortable than its rivals, but also, um, you know, these windows, I can't wait to see what they look like in person. I mean, I've seen mm. them, but, you know, from a passenger yeah. point of view and not on a test aircraft <laughs> where there's no uh, panelling and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it sounds fantastic. I can't wait to see it in real life. Well, you know, I, I've seen the inside as well as the test aircraft, but I mm. can't wait to sit in it as a passenger and uh, get yeah. that view of the clouds out of those lovely big windows. Um, Which airlines so do you want to go on? Oh, uh, of course, BA. <laughs> of course, <laughs> BA. Um, but I want to see Emirates as well and what they do with the seven with the triple seven X, particularly, you know, up the front and how they make their premium product even better. Well, I'm kind of excited to see if Lufthansa ever get around to launching its new business class on this plane. 
<laughs> oh, interesting times. Can't wait for it. So I wanted to look a little bit at what's going on in India um, because we've seen some exciting new airlines launching in India over the recent months. And there has been some movement in the last couple of weeks on what's going on with these airlines. So India is looking at two exciting new startup airlines. One is Akasa Air, which is a truly a startup, brand new and clean sheet. While the other Jet Airways, of course, is a reboot of the much-loved brand following its insolvency. Um, let's go to Acasa first. They now have two 737 MAX 8s, which were both delivered in the space of a fortnight. Um, the second one arrived just early August, um, about a week ago. It has a further 70 737s on order, split between the MAX 8 and the high-density MAX 8 200. I think only about 20 of them will be the standard MAX 8, um, mostly white tails or not taken up aircraft from other airlines, whereas all the later ones will be the high-density Ryanair-designed aircraft. So with its planes in I love that one. I know you do. I don't know why. It's the one that I'm least looking forward to flying on. Um, but with the planes in place, the airline did take off on its inaugural flight earlier this week, um, flying under flight number QP1101. Um, the first flight went from Mumbai to Ahmedabad on August the 7th. And the aircraft that did this flight was VTYAA, which was the airline's first ever MAX to be delivered. The flight was entirely sold out. And the airline's very bullish about this. It's expecting around 70% of the initial flights in its first week of operations to be completely full. I think that just shows how excited Indians are for this new low-cost airline. Um, it's already established its presence in Mumbai and Bengaluru, and flights for the first few weeks from those bases will touch Ahmedabad and Kochi. Um, it's expecting to get two new planes every month going forward, obviously um, based on Boeing and, and how quickly it can get the planes over there, but it's hoping to reach a fleet size of 18 planes by next year in March. March. So I think we'll be expecting new destinations announced very soon. Word on the street is Agatala and Gawati are expected to be the next destinations announced. You will notice that it doesn't fly and hasn't mentioned flying to Delhi yet, which is kind of a notable void given the high amount of traffic that comes from Delhi. Um, but apparently securing its slots and parking at the airport is taking maybe a little longer than Akasa had hoped. Um, however, the CEO Vinay Dubé believes it's nearing agreement on this and at the moment, he says he's happier to be connecting smaller cities and tapping into new streams of traffic. So um, really exciting to see a CASA in the air at last. But hot on the heels of a CASA is the rebooted Jet Airways. Um, this airline hasn't had the easiest of times. Um, apparently, in recent weeks, it's been having insolvency threats from lenders because it still owes money to people from its first iteration. Um, they're kind of haunting the restart. And in particular, they're asking asking for the proceeds from renting out aircraft um, to be paid towards the, the monies they're owed. Um, the airline, for instance, rented out some of its um, planes to Air Serbia to um, alleviate some capacity issues it had earlier in the year. Um, the airline says it is going to repay all of its debt um, in time, but at the moment it needs the money to get restarted so that it can make more money and obviously deal with those dues. Uh, but it's pressed on with the restart. It's advertised for pilots, cabin crew and other key jobs. In fact, a recent advertisement for cabin crew received almost a thousand applicants within the first few hours of posting. I think that shows just how many people are eager to get back in the saddle with the rebooted airline, despite maybe having a slight bad taste in their mouth from what happened 
happened last time. Um, but this week, the airline revealed its new booking platform for the first time, and it's powered by IBS software. Uh, it's all completely new and um, much more up to date than the old Jet Airways booking system. Uh, so it not only allows passenger bookings, it also allows the airline to do departure control, loyalty management. And for passengers, there's lots of um, nice little parts like enhanced trip planning for connecting flights and a much better passenger and retail experience from start to finish. They're also launching a new mobile app to make bookings on the go much easier. And with all things being equal, Jet Airways should be back in the sky by September, um, adding even more capacity to the Indian market. And I think it will be interesting to see how both of these airlines fare in the next few months and whether they live up to all the hype. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm I'm interested. I think Acasta will make it. Um, you know, I've got good um, good feelings for them, but um, who mm. knows? Um, Jet Airways, you know, best of wishes to them, both of them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I wanted to kind of sum up the podcast, talking about what I talk about best, um, and that is the wonderful... Airbus A380. Yep. <laughs> Did I sound incredibly so, bored when I said that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was hoping I, I you were going to say Embraer's new turboprop or something, but I knew that uh, wouldn't happen. <laughs> no, maybe one day. Um, Bryce me with some chocolate next week. Oh, no, I'm off okay, next I'll week. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> um, so we all know that Qatar Airways CEO is not a fan of the A380, labelling the decision to buy them a mistake. However, this view doesn't translate to every A380 operator. And for some like BA, the aircraft remains a crucial tool for unlocking the potential of heavily slot-constrained airports as they gradually return to pre-COVID traffic levels. So, you know, so far, 11 of the 12 British Airways Airbus A380s have returned to the skies since the first commercial service late last year. The only aircraft that remains out of action is Gulf X-Ray Lima Echo Hotel, and that's an eight-year-old aircraft. It last carried passengers on a flight from Hong Kong to Heathrow, which was BA-32, on March 29th, 2020. Um, from May to August 2020, the aircraft was in Manila for some heavy maintenance. And this was a sign that BA wasn't done with the 380 because, you know, this um, the airline wouldn't have been paying money for this aircraft if there was any reasonable doubt about its return because these checks aren't cheap. Um, you know, it's, it's now flown back to Manila, though, for its return to service maintenance. Um, according to FlightRadar24.com, the plane took off from Madrid as BA9173 at around 7 a.m. on August 3rd. It landed in Manila almost 14 hours later at 2.41 before taxiing to the Lufthansa Technic apron. Once the jet has undergone its return to service maintenance, we understand it's expected to return to the active fleet at Heathrow. So this is going to mean that the entire fleet of 12 aircraft has been removed from storage and returned to revenue service. According to chaviation.com, this particular plane, XLEH, has completed 25,530 flight hours or 2.91 uh, years of flying across 2,550 flight cycles. And its current estimated value is $44.82 million. Um, last year, we saw BA sign a maintenance agreement with Lufthansa Technic. So the DLC's heavy maintenance being supplied for the entire fleet of 12 aircraft for the next five years, suggesting the red, white, and blue 380s aren't going anywhere soon. Um, it's also interesting, though, is that August is going to be the biggest, largest post-pandemic a380 schedule for British Airways. Um, there's 479 flights planned. BA is set to operate its most extensive schedule yet this month. So Sirium has uh, flights down to um, 
a few destinations, um, six daily and a couple more six times weekly. So Boston will be daily in the US. Dallas-Fort Worth in the US will be six times a week. Washington Dulles in the US will be six times a week. Johannesburg in South Africa will be daily. Miami in the US daily. Chicago in the US daily. San Francisco in the US daily. And Vancouver, Canada daily flights. Um, so, you know, it's, it just goes to show that, you know, two exactly two years ago, we were thinking, is there any future whatsoever for the A380? Well, here it is. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, for airlines like British Airways, it makes a lot of sense. And BA always said they'd bring back the A380s and they've been true to their word. I am just excited to see if any other airlines just unexpectedly bring them back, um, you know, like Etihad, for example. Um, I I think there's still room for the A380 and Etihad's fleet. They haven't gone anywhere. They haven't been broken up. So fingers crossed we'll we'll still see a few more that aren't in Emirates colours for many years to come. Mm. Definitely. Well, I think that's all we've got time for on today's podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it and welcome your feedback at podcast at simpleflying.com. For more great content, you can visit our website at simpleflying.com or find us on social media. Simply search for Simple Flying. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Bye.